Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Philly Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 9th as we come off a win and a loss. As the Phillies split their doubleheader yesterday with the Boston Red Sox at home before heading to Miami off day day, then Miami for a massive, massive, both in size and in importance, seven game set. <laughs> it's weird to say against the Marlins. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that coming up uh, a little bit later, and obviously more tomorrow as well. But um, yesterday, look, the Phillies lost second game five to two, but the first game was was a really really nice win. They win it 6 to 5. They walk it off. We'll get into the details, but it was the kind of game that the 2019 Phillies definitely would not have won. You know, um and look, there are issues. I mean, this this bullpen is is still a disaster, and it's not a surprise. Look, I you know that if you listen to the show, you know that I felt that, that the trades themselves were, were band-aids on axe wounds, for lack of a better phrase, that you know this was something that wasn't going to be fixed by acquiring guys, especially guys who are not, you know, super impact guys. You know, Brandon Workman, David Phelps, Heath Embry, David Hale are, are major league relievers, but none of those guys are, you know, high-end pieces. Um and it looks like it wasn't enough, obviously. Um, we'll talk more about the bullpen in a bit um, because it is, as I've said, I think the Achilles heel of this team ultimately. But let's look back yesterday and let's start with the fun, the good, because that was game one. As, again, the bullpen, a bummer. But uh, the Phillies fought and clawed and really a, a really nice win for this Phillies team. They got out early, Didi, a solo shot in the second. Made it one nothing. Unfortunately, they did load the bases later in the inning, but were unable to convert. Um, the Red Sox tie it back up in the third on a Devers homer. Um, Zach Eflin was solid, but not great. Eflin, five innings, three earned, uh, eight hits, one walk. So too many base runners there, and then six strikeouts. The three home runs is what did Eflin, and he gives up the one in the third to Devers. The Phillies get the lead back in the third. Uh, the bottom of the third, as uh, Bryce Harper scores on a uh, a wild pitch um, or a pass ball, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm not sure. I think it was a pass ball. 
Um, but uh, Harper scores on that. And then a few batters later, Alec Bohm, a two RBI singles. Bohm, uh, a big day for the youngster, four RBI on the day. We'll get to that. But they take a four to one lead. You're feeling pretty good here. Unfortunately, Eflin runs into it in the fifth, gives up a pair of solo shots. Alex Verdugo and then Devers gets him again. Raphael Devers is so good. Um, you know, he's not even having the best season so far, but he's so young, so talented, um, led the AL in hits, I believe, last year, about like 330 or something. He is, if I had to bet on one, you know, under 25 guy to hit 3,000 hits, which, you know, you shouldn't do probably because the odds are no one will, you know, it's a hard thing to get to these days. And look, someone might, it's not impossible. We've seen it happen. Jeter, I think most recently Pujols obviously has done it in the recent past and all that. Um, so theoretically, there could be a player playing right now, obviously, who will do that. And uh, I think of the young, young guys, I think Devers has the best chance. He's an awesome hitter. He's really, really talented and super young and super advanced for his age. So um, that's my bold proclamation. Uh, Devers, it's the second over in the fifth. Uh, Eflin, again, just kind of struggles, able to get through the inning. Then Thomas Hunter, Tommy. Uh, Tommy had been pretty good as of late, and he had a, a rough Sixth inning. Gives up to a home run to a guy named Dahlbeck, who I'd never heard of before the game, but he terrorized Philly's pitching today. Uh, it's a solo shot to tie it up 4-4, and then uh, later in the inning, Raphael Devers again. Again! RBI double scores for Dugo. Uh, and this one was um, you know, kind of golfed a uh, low pitch and kind of just goes down and gets it. And uh, it looked like Harper had a chance at it. Uh, it looked worse in, in live action. It looked like Harper really should have gotten it or, or could have gotten it. Uh, in the replay, it really uh, it was a tough, almost impossible catch. Maybe if he had timed his jump perfectly, but um, it still might have been out of his reach. It hit off kind of the top of the wall or near the top of the wall, right above where his glove was at. And, uh, and it was a, a crushing blow as the Red Sox take a 5-4 lead and, uh, you know, Yet again, you know, we're sitting there in this bullpen. Failed us again. Hector Neres gets out of the inning and then pitches a relatively clean, scary, but gets out of the uh, seventh. I want to say nine because it's the last inning of the game, but gets out of the seventh. Um, but then in the bottom of the seventh, life on the line, game on the line, runners on second and third, Alec Boom. Steps to the plate, the youngster, the stud, Mr. Clutch. You saw that coming. It's crazy to think, but it almost feels like if I had to get just a hit. Now, home run's a different situation, but if I had to just get a hit in a big spot, runner's on, and I need to score, is it crazy to say Alec Bum's the guy you'd want up the plate on this Phillies lineup? It's crazy, right? It is crazy to say that, but that's that's what it feels like. He's such a such a good hitter and he's so calm and collected at the plate and clearly showed it in the big spots and has showed it in big spots that he's pretty clutch and uh you know kind of ice in his veins type of guy and just a a pure hitter you know really good batsman um and uh he is he is a joy to watch and uh comes through in a big way here with the the sharp single uh, to left field, it scores Romito and Gregorius. The Phillies walk it off. 
Winning 6-5, to five, a really fun win. Again, a win that it feels like the 2019 Phillies and other Phillies teams of recent past do not win. You know, it just feels like that type of game. They don't win, and they won that game, and it was a fun win. It was a exciting win. The um, and a, an important one in the sense that obviously they didn't win the next one, and that one looked like it could have gotten away too. You know, that one felt like a loss. In the moment, the way the bullpen blew it, and the bullpen, um, we'll get to them because they were not good in the next game either. But ultimately, um, it was a big win, that first one. And it's a, a fun one, and a, you know, it kind of is a salve for what would come in the second game. The Phillies in the second game, ultimately a, a bummer of a loss in the sense that the bullpen yet again does them in. They actually get a solid start from Vinny. Vinny, five innings, seven hits, two earned, nine strikeouts for Vinny Velasquez. Um, you know, it wasn't amazing or anything, but Vinny was pretty good. You know, he got the job done, kept him in the game. No walks. How about that? Nine strikeouts to no walk for Vincent. I mean, come on. That's that's all you can ask for from the guy. Unfortunately, David Phelps. <laughs> David Phelps gives up two. Unable to get it out in the sixth. And that would uh, do them in. Heath Hembry gives up a run in the, in the seventh as well. He's been just horrendous. A 7 of 4 ERA. Um, it's a bummer, too, because the Phillies score in the first, as usual. As always, it's what they do. It's unbelievable. This team just scores in the first at will. Uh, they scored two in the first, and you're feeling good. And then that, that was all she wrote. The offense goes cold. Um, unable to get anything really going. Only five hits. On the whole, in the entire game, Reese Hoskins, two for four. Didi had the RBI hit in the first. JT has it. And, and Kyle Garlic has it. That was it. And look, that happens. You know, the offense is going to go cold sometimes. The bummer of it, again, is that Vinny pitched so well, comparatively, from what you expect from Vincent Velasquez. Um, and and the pen just, just didn't. Shout out to JoJo Romero, pitching any and a third of just straight clean baseball. Continues to be great. Five out of six outings, he's been great. You know, had that one rough outing last time, but shuts it down. Um, and then Heath Embry gives up a run just because, you know, he's Heath Embry. Um, let's talk about it. And then we'll get to kind of where the Phillies stand and looking at the standings and, and start to look ahead as well as obviously um, – they're in it, and uh, you know, twenty-one eighteen firmly in the playoffs as we speak. And look, they're playing like a playoff team for the most part. Um, they haven't, you know, obviously they had that big streak, um, the five, the ten of eleven, and uh, have, have cooled off a bit since then, um, losing two to the Mets and then winning one and then splitting um, yesterday against Boston. But look, you know, a split and a doubleheader, that's what it is. You know, it's just what it is. You can't uh, can't expect to sweep every doubleheader even against a bad team, and that's what happened yesterday. Honestly, I feel uh, I wanted to go in and sweep. Trust me. Uh, And, look, I feel like the Phillies are the better baseball team, so they could have swept. It's not. I'm not saying it's impossible, obviously. Look, we saw Toronto sweep the Phillies in the doubleheader, so obviously it's certainly doable. But, uh, you know, if you split it all better, that's that's okay. I can accept it. And they did bounce back with the big win against the Mets and extras, uh, you know, a couple nights ago. That was huge, especially after the two losses, the 14-1. Just disaster, obviously. Um, 
And again, uh, game one yesterday really felt like that was a loss. So for them to bounce back and win that one makes it uh, second one a little easier on the soul, as it were. And again, sitting on it 21 and 18, still in a good spot. It would have been nice if they had won that game. They would have been one back from the Braves, one and a half, as it is. We'll get into that. Um, but still, you know, a good win in the first one. You don't win the second. It happens. Um, obviously, the series of Miami coming up is monster. But look, uh, this bullpen's bad. It's still bad. It's still got an area over five. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is a. Uh, legitimately historic bad bullpen and look again it's better than when the season started we've talked about it but um it's not enough better and for some reason look Keith Hembry is is what he is he has never been great um, or at least wasn't with the Red Sox this year or last year he's but again a major league pitcher David Hale was being DFA'd by the Yankees when the Phillies traded ass and rust for him so you know it's not like he's a, a top-tier type guy. Phelps and Workman were both pitching really well before they came here. Um, really well. And they have not pitched really well here. Workman's been better as of late, I suppose. Um, but Phelps was locked in and has been great for a while, like you know, over a year with Milwaukee and, and just falling apart here. And I don't know what that is. Um, I tend to think it's just um, regression for some reason or another. Um, but obviously the timing of it sucks. And this bullpen's not good enough to afford it. You know, there's a bad bullpen to begin with. And if the guys they traded for aren't going to be good, I mean, it's a bad situation. You know, it's a, especially, look, this is a Phillies team that, Again, as we've talked about and we'll talk more about today, are, are a playoff team right now and, and look well-positioned to make the playoffs. And certainly after this seven-game series with Miami, we should have a very good idea of where they stand in terms of the playoffs. Um, but as I've said, and I keep you know believing, sadly, that you know ultimately when, when it's all decided, this team's bullpen is going to end up being its Achilles heel. It's just, it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. It's not something you can compete with at the major league level. It's a shame. It's, it's really a bummer, um, because this team's fun, and the lineup is really good, and the starting staff is good enough. You know, look, Arietta drives me crazy. You never know what you're gonna get with that guy, and it's usually more bad than good. Eflin has flashed but just can't seem to put it all together and, and Spencer Howard still hasn't shown us the guy that we know he can be or or has the talent to be not even close uh Nolan Wheeler obviously Noel's last start wasn't good against the Mets we know but in general those two are, have been really good but this bullpen is just such a train wreck right now and they've they've no one you can count on again like Jojo Romero he's been as much of a lockdown reliever as they've had. I mean, and, and Gerard doesn't even really use him in high-leverage situations or that high-leverage situations, or at least hasn't um, until recently more so. But um, they don't have guys that you can just throw at the problem. Look, Hector Neris has been better at a rough night a couple outings ago. Look, didn't look great yesterday, but definitely got the job done. Was good enough. Um, but... They're deficient there. Blake Parker has been good. He had a, his last outing was bad. Um, it was in a blowout. So, you know, sometimes guys don't have that same edge. I think Blake Parker is someone who's been um, 
usable and solid for you. Um, and you, but again, it, that's the thing is, is literally, and, and, the, and that's the shame of it is there is not a single guy, not one guy, not one guy that I could say when they bring him in the game, I feel good about, I feel like he's going to get outs for me. Not one guy. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you watch every single game like I do. You watch all these guys. You've seen every pitch they've thrown all season for the most part. Save a few pitches here or there. And you feel the same way as I do. There's no way you couldn't if you've watched these guys. It's That's the thing is like the numbers are bad. Again, like we just talked about, Neary over five. Um, well above that. Um, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a disaster of a bullpen. And... It's even worse when you watch it. The numbers are horrendous, and watching it night in, night out makes you feel even worse about it. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, it's crushing. It's a soul-crushing bullpen. And I just don't see it getting any better. Maybe these guys pitch a little better. Look, we know that David Phelps can be better. Why do we know that? Because he's done it in the major leagues. So we know he can be better. We know Brandon Workman can be better. We know Heath Humphrey can be better than what we've seen, which is horrendous. Um, we know Hector Neris can be better. I mean, these guys have been better in the major leagues recently. So there is some semblance of hope, not for a competent, you know, solid major league bullpen, but to get by. But there is also the the world where these guys just stink more than they don't you know and that's a, a real potential world we're, we're living in and that the Phillies will slug their way to some wins and that Nolan Wheeler get them some wins and they'll you know continue to to be a solid baseball team without any real chance of making any damage in in October of doing any anything with this bullpen and you know it's a shame because they're they're fun and uh and it's a weird year and weird stuff can happen and um, again, uh, there is hope in the sense, as I just talked about, that, that a lot of these guys can be better. They can be. They've shown it. It has happened. It is not a fictional world that we are living in. But we're certainly not seeing that right now. And if if we don't see it soon, this season could kind of go down the drains and, and it'd be a shame. Um, all right, where they sit in the playoffs. And, and look, there was some news yesterday. Uh, that was beneficial to the Phillies. You never root for injuries, obviously, anything like that, of course. But Max Fried, the Braves' ace, a Cy Young contender. I think he was six and zero with like a one nine eighty RA. We've seen him dominate the Phillies multiple times already this season. Um, on the IL injured list, and um, again, uh, you know, it's a shame because that kid's a awesome pitcher, and it's good for baseball, and he's fun to watch, but. It does help the Phillies. I mean, realistically, this is a Braves team that, outside of Max Fried, has been just disastrous as a starting pitching group. You know, maybe not to Phillies' bullpen level of disaster, but pretty close outside of Max Fried. They've been that bad. Um, You know, they have really just tried to keep throwing guys in and see what sticks and what works. Josh Tomlin, as we've talked about, has been in their rotation. Um, losing Max Fried is a a potentially crushing bro- crushing blow for them. Like it is, it is bad 
for that team. They cannot afford to lose Max Fried. So, look, um, the Phillies are 24-18 and 18 and the, the Braves are 24-18. and 18. So they are one and a half games up on the Phillies and they're three more games played, three more wins than the Phillies. So, you know, the Phillies are right there. And, you know, maybe a couple games here, a couple games there can go their way. And without Max Fried, maybe a couple less games go the Braves' way. Now, on the flip side, the Phillies are also only a game up on the Miami Marlins, who are 19 and 18. So they played two less games than the Phillies, tied in the loss column, two back in the win column. That can change in a hurry. As we know, there is a, a big series coming up. We'll get to that. Um, the Phillies still the five seed uh, as of now with a 21-18 record. The Padres at 26-17, and 17, the four seed. Dodgers, the one seed still at 30-12, just crushing it. Um, the uh, Cubs and uh, Braves right there for the two and three seed tied. And then uh, Padres, Phillies, Marlins, Cardinals, and Gabe Kapler, San Francisco Giants. How about that? As of now. And, again, the, the Rockies are right there with them and all that. It's very close. Um, but that's why these games are so important, you know, coming with the Marlins. The Phillies only a game up on the Marlins, both those teams, right in the thick of playoff competition. And again, look, you look at this field and you feel good in the sense that, again, the Padres have been a better team than the Phillies. The Braves and the Cubs have all been better teams record-wise and, and for the most part consistency and play-wise. But they're not much better than the Phillies. They are not teams that you can't see the Phillies beating in a series. Um, look, the Padres are really good. I, you know, they have, And they went out and made moves and they got Mike Clevenger and they did all this stuff. They're, they're good. They're going to be tough to beat. Don't get me wrong. But they're beatable. I mean, the Dodgers are the only team you really feel like you, you're, you're kind of – you know, going up against a mountain with, you know, where it's like trying to scale a mountain. You know, they're the only ones that feel unbeatable, even if they're not. Um, And again, the Cardinals, those other teams on the fringe, the Marlins, you know, none of them really scary. You have the Giants, the Rockies. So um, it's a weird year, and, it, and it's a fun spot for the Phillies to, to contend. And uh, hopefully this bullpen can get it together enough where they can make it fun again. They're not winning the World Series. I know anything's possible, but they're likely, very likely, not winning the World Series. But um, a fun run would be great. You know, it's been a while since we had any sort of run. We'll take it, for real. Uh, all right. Again, we'll get more into this tomorrow, but a monster, monster series coming up in Miami. The most important series of the season today. Who would have thought it? The bane of our existence. The ones who always seem to ruin it for the Philadelphia Phillies on the field, off the field, all the time across the board, the Miami Marlins. Somehow, you know, it's always the Marlins. And uh, a big seven-game series coming up. Um, a 640 game on Thursday, then a doubleheader on Friday, a late one, a 510 and then 810 starter. You know, it'll be 30, 40 minutes after that first game. Then Saturday they have a six ten game, and then Sunday another doubleheader, one ten and four ten approximately, and then another game on Monday at four ten. So the Phillies playing 
seven games in the span of four days here as they will have two doubleheaders, one on Friday, one on Sunday, and Thursday through Monday against the Marlins. Just a massive series. It'll be Arietta and Nolan the first two games of the series. We'll see Wheeler. We'll see we'll see all these guys. That that's kind of a wild thing that obviously um a seven game series is something that's never happened, at least in, you know, our memory, because we've never been in this weird situation before. Um but a seven game series is wild. You know, you're gonna see Aaron Nola and, and Arietta and whoever else, you know, those two for sure. Um oh I guess with double headers you might not. Yeah, duh, of course. Um, it's going to be tough. You're going to see some weird starts then. I was thinking you're going to see those guys twice. You'll see Arietta twice, potentially. Um, Sunday to or Thursday to Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So he won't. So you won't see either of them twice. It's a bad job by me. Um, what you will see is you'll see some guys called up. You'll see Vinny start one, and then they'll have to bring someone up to start the other. Um, so it's going to be wild. It's going to be a really weird, wild series, and the Phillies need to win it big time. Big time. They need to win four of them at least, and hopefully they can win five or six and really, you know, kind of push the Marlins back and propel themselves forward. Either way, uh, we'll dive into it more tomorrow and uh, and what's up ahead for the Phillies. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.